out on the road Waiting for a new episode We've been thinking of you And just what you need Oh yeah, yeah Now that the show's underway I guess we can call it a day You're ready for Welcome back to another episode of the Bowfinger Minute podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1999 Frank Oz directed comedy Bowfinger. One minute of screen time per episode. I am Jay Cluett. And I'm Mark Hoffmeyer. And you can normally find us hosting Conair the podcast or Deep Blue Sea the podcast. But today we're talking about Bowfinger Minute 20. What happens in Bowfinger Minute 20? Well, Harold, Afrim and Slater tentatively enter Bobby, Bobby Bowfinger's office to find out how his meeting with Jerry Renfro went. Bowfinger plays with his dog instead. Quite a frustrating minute, because you just want him to get on with it, and he never does. Uh, but we do get a poster on the wall for a previous Bobby Bowfinger project of a bucket of blondes. <laughs> and also he had a sock puppet show weekdays on cha- at 6am on Channel 3. Yes, probably not the same, probably not uh, a bucket of blondes sock puppet no. show. No, uh, but... A bucket of blondes. That's interesting. There's, you know, we were talking about this the other day on Conair about the use of prime colors in the crouch fight. Yep. That we sort of oh, talked it about. It was, it was the primary colors were in uh, uh, John Cusack's office talking oh, to, yeah. to Monica Passo. Yeah, that all like the blues and the reds and the yellows and, and all that. And then yeah. I was, I just want to say, I, I did, I've been doing some thinking, and I think the best, the 2022 film that uses the best use of red is a wounded fawn. I think the movie that uses the best yellow color yellow is white noise. And I think the film that uses the best blue and green screen is moonfall. Moonfall had to make an appearance somewhere. (laughs) Great yellow work in white noise, by the way. And there's also good yellow work here. The shirt, the folders, there's good red. Very, very. I like the warmth of this home and the lighting never annoys me like it does in con air uh yeah i've, I've i haven't really paid, in, paid attention to the lighting here but the rug has a lot of yellow and red in it uh the bucket of blondes poster is yellow blue and red the sock mm-hmm. puppet poster is blue there's, there's red lighting yeah this is a very primary color man and also uh, the walls are very rich mahogany yeah <laughs> they look good that's good production design i do like a wood they, panel office yeah, I mean, not, it looks good. This doesn't look, you know, you know, when you watch movies, I, I watched that movie, The Invitation, the other day. And uh, Natalie Emanuel, she's great. She's in the Fast Movies and Game of Thrones. But the castle that she's in looks like it was built the day before. And it just takes you out of the movie a little bit. But this is some rich work here by Frank Oz and crew. Well done. It's nice. And they filmed this on the Universal lot. So they built, they built a pretty good worn down set right here. I like it. It's good stuff. I like the props, too. Good coffee mug work. It's got a little, uh, a little Oscar boy, I think, on his desk. Oh gosh, yeah. That's make that make that's the saddest part of all of it, Jay. VHS cassette oh. tapes. 
Yeah, yeah just, well, just the little, like, and then, I don't know. But then you got the red chair, you have the red carpet with the yellow. Apparently, he's been a con, which is kind of fun. Steve Martin has his character. Good work here. He keeps his shrubs doing quite well as well, Jay. I just want to let you know that. Yeah, do you reckon... Bowfinger loves shrubs. Well, do you reckon he does that? Or do you reckon, uh, like, from drowning once a week and water the plants? Or... Do <sighs> we think that's question. a bowfinger characteristic? I mean... He likes for things to appear normal. So I think he does well. I think watering his plants, he's like Leon from The Professional with his plants. Okay. Well, he does have when... When Kevin Graham comes around for a date later mm-hmm. in the film, he does keep up appearances by like tidying things away and, and making things look better than they should do. So, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe the plants are actually dead. Or they're actually plastic. <laughs> And he yeah, just that's true. makes them look like they're real plants somehow. The people just say, oh, this guy cares for his plants. But really, they're just very high quality. They're like plastic plants. They look like they're dying a little bit. It's like brown <sighs> on the end of the leaves. So like it's like, okay, he can keep a plant alive. It's not in like pristine health, but it's going. But really, it's just a, a, a plastic, a very, uh, very good decoy plant. That's interesting because fake plants are kind of expensive. They came with the place when he when he first rented. <laughs> uh, what do you think a bucket full of blondes is about? Um, about seventy nine minutes long, probably. Uh, <laughs> my, my my guess is either the blondes are aliens of some kind who came down in a spaceship that was shaped like a bucket, or mm-hmm. they are clones who were created in a bucket. I like clones. That's yeah. But they're like they, they didn't they wanna they didn't want to hire like sex tuplets. So they are clones who all look a little bit different. <laughs> they're just different actresses. Wow. I like that. That sounds like a bullfinger production movie. Do, they, do you think it got made? Uh I think so. I, I think this is I, I get the feeling he hasn't made many films or many productions. He's like he he probably made that one this is 99. That to me feels like an early 80s project, and he's just been like trying to ride the highs of that one, the the meager highs of a bucket of blondes for a long time. Yeah, a bucket of blondes. Is that like? It's like you order it when they're clones. I want to see this movie. I. How much do you think it costs? Two thousand dollars. I, yeah, how much he says all movies cost, that's how much he's based everything he knows on how much a bucket of blondes cost. <laughs> Once you take over the overhead and blah 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 blah, everything costs two thousand. Yeah, like the the guy there's a guy on the poster like a waiter holding a, a tray in which the bucket of blondes is is on. I get the feeling he played he was that waiter in that film. Like he made the, oh, like yeah. the, Bobby Bowfinger also appeared in the film as a waiter. To- he also teaches people how to act. I don't know if I'd want Bowfinger teaching me how to act. I don't want him to teach me anything. Uh, other than how to no. catch shrubs. <laughs> Fake shrubs. Fake shrubs. That's how you, how you care for shrubs, is polish. What do you think about Christine Bransky's scarf work in this chapter? Uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great scarf. Uh, she, I feel like she is someone who would wear scarves. She's not really touching yeah. it. It's it's the scarf and chunky necklace combo. 
So she has the necklace on over the top of the scarf. So she put yeah. the scarf on first and then the necklace. To me, that's the wrong way around. I'm Interesting. Not, so would... I don't normally accessorize. So I can be completely wrong. Everyone can do it however they want. But I would say you get dressed, you put on the necklace. But to me, a scarf is something you put on as you're going outside. It's not. It's, I, I, don't, hmm. I don't accessorize with a scarf. But then other people do. So I'm the wrong person to ask, I feel. I think. <laughs> so you're not a scarfer? I only wear scarves in winter for uh, for warmth purposes, at which point, if I were to wear a necklace, which I'm not the person, the kind of person who wears a necklace, I would have the necklace on first and then put the scarf on top of the necklace. Wow. That's a lot of necklace. That is a lot of that. But she, I like, she has like consistent coloring. Everything she's got is she's very like autumn yeah. colors of the, the kind of this dark crimson top and the red and the orange and the red and the orange scarf. And then she has like a, a red, orange, brunette hair. The red lipstick. She's very autumnal coloring. Yeah, that looks. She just want to hand her a maple drink. We <laughs> <laughs> think. I have no comeback to that. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, just hand her a warm maple kind of drink. Uh, Put her I, next to some leaves. I like this Af- Afram's little little bow tie that fits his character, like being all kind of buttoned up, uh, short sleeves. Filthy uh, fucking up shirts. Uh, never look good on anyone. Uh, as somebody who wears them often, they never look good on anyone. And then, yeah, Slater just kind of looks like he, he's just woken up. So, yeah, he, well, he looks like the stereotypical 90s guy. Yeah. With the soul patch, for lack of a better word, the and then the op- opened, like, checkered flannel shirt, and then the white shirt underneath it. Yeah. Very 90s. Absolutely. Super 90s. Oh, man. And uh, I don't know. Okay. I, we didn't talk about this, but Minehead, they're online. People say, oh, yeah, it's Steve Martin's dig at Scientology. And Steve Martin denied this claim. He said, no. He's like, this is just based on several self-help gurus. But I remember watching this in 99, and I grew up around, around Florida, in Florida, not around. And I went to Clearwater occasionally, Clearwater Beach. And that Clearwater Beach is one of the main headquarters for the Church of Scientology. And I remember when I graduated from high school, I didn't have a nice shirt. So I wore a short sleeve shirt with a tie. And I remember my brother looking at me and going like, you look like a Scientologist. <laughs> I just want to let you know that, Jay. So that was uh, well, like, uh, that's uh, of my Florida memories. From Mormon would kind of work as well. Uh, yeah. But I remember him saying that to me. And I was like, thanks, Eric. Screw <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> you. This is supposed to be a good uh, night for me. <laughs> And then, uh, and that's all I could think about for the rest of the night. And whenever I see a picture of myself in that, I remember that comment. And you've never worn a short sleeve button-up shirt again. Hey, I, I, I read that uh, it was compared to Scientology, but Steve Martin's response was, "Well, that's just the, the most well-known of all these kinds of things." So that's what people assume it is. But yeah, it is. But it's more of an amalgamation of a bunch of different ones. I, I feel like if they wanted it to be, if they wanted it to be more specific to Scientology, they could have made it more specific. Yeah, there's so many there's so many self help things out there. It's yeah. just yeah, it's a it's mine hat. It's mine it's mine hat. Oh man, it makes it seem more culty than what it is too. The mind hat does it not? Um, yes, the it, mind the mind head mind hat. Uh, yeah, it, the pyramid hats. You're a cult member, yep. not a cult, Jay. You're a self help guru, and you start a multi billion dollar self help company and you headquarter yourself 
in uh, name a place Edmonton. Okay. And the people who who work for you, what headgear would they wear? Hmm. I don't know why my mind's going straight to beret. So I've never worn a beret, uh, <laughs> but I like that visual. Really? <laughs> Let's go berets. I'm not How a hat you... guy. I don't wear a lot of hats, so it's not really a hat that's associated with me. I would do safety hats, like construction hats. Okay. Because, yeah. Because not only is everyone wearing hats, but people are safe from falling objects. Yeah. So then that fits well for me. Yeah, they uh, they have to mind their head. <laughs> the, oh, that is the logo for my self help. Mind your head. Mind your head. And then you wear the hat to remind yourself to mind your head. Jay, or, or wearing, you're a wearing the hat means you don't have to mind your head anymore because you're wearing the you're wearing the hat. We're, we're, we're minding your head for you. Oh, my gosh. Have you never been a cult leader? Because you, you sound I, like I, a pretty good one, Jay. I'd rather not say. <laughs> what do you what do you think about that current trend of tiny scars? I know there's a movie where Ed Helms. I think it's that trip movie with Emma Roberts, Will Poulter, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, we're and, the Millers. Yeah, we're the Millers. In that movie, Ed Helms wears progressively smaller scars. I think he has... He's got like an orca. What's that? He's got yeah. A tank with an orca. <laughs> it's a dolphin, I think. That's deep to see. Wow. Adjacent. Yeah. Yes. But what do you think? Like, are there... Like, do you... So you only wear... I only wear... You and I only wear scarves when it's cold. Yeah. Have you never worn a scarf for fashion? Like, you wouldn't wear a tiny scarf, would you, with a cardigan? I, I never have so far. Uh, never say never, but I don't. It doesn't sound like something I would need to do. I couldn't do it. I don't have the hubris for it. I feel like you're saying a lot about yourself to wear a tiny scarf. Yeah, because it's not doing anything functionally. It's just a <laughs> sunglasses <laughs> protect sun, right? The right. sun from your eyes. Hats do the same. Shield thing. the sun. Yeah, same thing. Tiny scarf. It could just allow for someone to choke you easier. Because I'm looking at a shot of him now. He's wearing a tiny scarf, but with a short sleeve t-shirt. So oh, it's not no. cold. And over the top of that, he's got like a, a gilet or a sleeveless uh, jacket of some kind. But bare arms. So this is, and he's like touching an ice sculpture. So the temperature in this room is all over the place. <laughs> ice sculpture. No cold. Short no. sleeves. Warm. Contradictions. Yeah. Madness. You should, if you wear a scarf, you have to wear long sleeves. Yeah, I think it's it's a must. Plus, the scarf is loose. It's like, it's a good four or five inches between scarf and neck. Man, at least Baranski's is tight around her neck. Maybe she got bit by a vampire the night before. Scarves are big in vampire movies to cover up bites. And zombie movies, same reason. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever see a scarf on someone in a vampire movie or a zombie movie? Run. Yeah. And she's trying to cover it up by having the necklace on top. Because, oh, no, this, this scarf wasn't a last minute thing. I was always going to wear this. I haven't just been bitten by a vampire. 
And don't they say that you shouldn't wear you should wear red to not show people that you're bleeding? Yeah, it's the Deadpool rule. Yeah. yeah. So then that makes sense. Yeah. We figured it out. We figured it out. <laughs> Maybe that explains her behavior in this. Maybe Slater bleeds plot. That'd be interesting. Bleeding plot. I mean, well, most Gen Xers do. Yep. It's it's an epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't the... call me daughter. Sorry. Mentioned the dog yesterday. Got to ring up the dog again today. Very well-trained dog. Sits, comes, sits, comes. Uh, love it. Love the dog. Adorable dog. Absolute sweetheart. Yeah. My cats would never do that. My dogs would never do that. My dogs are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I love them, but they're terrible. It would just flick you off. We've had three different dog trainers come in and try and do this, and there is no hope for at least one of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, hates cars. Barks every car. Actually, he's, he's gotten better, but he's still... Uh, we can't. We don't let him off the lead in public areas. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah, it's fun times. Uh, but I love <laughs> the bits. He's my, he's my dog. He's, he's my Murphy. Listen, I have a cat that Stella... You don't have a cat. I've had a cat for... lives with you. Yeah, exactly. I've had her for 12 years, and I don't know her at all. Like, she sleeps on my head. When it's cold, she sleeps on my legs, but she does her own thing. Like, she doesn't... I don't know her, so I guess I can't talk... You know, like, each... But then there's other cats that are, you know, they'll sit on your lap all day. So you and I just got really different animals, Jay. Yeah, my, my little dog, he's, he's very much like a cat. You know, he just sits on you. He, he will often, if he needs to be let out in the, middle, in the middle of the night, he'll just come and lay on my head. It's yes, a very effective technique best. to make me get up and let him out. Oh, is that I what it is? Back to, I can't get back to sleep. There's a dog on my head. Like, that's not going to happen. So no how tired I am, there's a dog on my head. But I this like is most of my back is, issues. Oh, sorry, go for it. I, I think um, dogs in the bed are definitely play up my back as well. Because, uh, like, they're not in the bed when I go to sleep, but then when I wake up. And if I'm unconscious, I can't do anything about it. So, anyway. Exactly. And you don't want to, like, so you sleep on your back. The cat's sleeping between my legs. I don't want to move because I like my cats. But then that hurts my back because I want to turn on my side. I sleep on my and side. I have a bad back. I, see, I sleep on my side and the little dog goes into the leg group. I call it just, like, behind my legs. Uh, which, ah. you know, it's become comfortable, so I, I get used to it. But, yeah, he will also occasionally just, just lay, sleep on my torso. Uh, bad times when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go and change. Animal cubs are great, man. I I often move beds because of my dogs. We have a guest room with another bed in it, and I'll go and sleep in there because the dogs are in the bed. And then I'll wake up and they followed me. <laughs> Smashing you? Yeah. But this uh, this dog, Bowfinger's dog, Betsy, is the, cre- the credited character name, uh, played by Mindy. This is Mindy's only acting work. She had only appeared in in Bowfinger. I mean, it's a stressful job walking around in heels. Yeah. All that kind of stuff, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with it. Uh, I, I, I didn't find anything more else about this dog. Uh, like, <laughs> if, if, like, it's Steve Martin's dog, I couldn't find anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Sorry. End of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I can riff pretty well on that, but I was like, well, interesting. And what about that photo up with last in, in Bowfinger's room where there's that lady smiling with a really creepy smile? Uh, I don't understand why that's there. Go to the 27 mark on the clip we were sent right. and pause it. Oh, well, and you'll oh, see. Yeah. I see. That is an unusual picture. 
Yeah, so if you watch, there's a lady with her mouth open, kind of in a... She looks like she's in that movie Smile. Just staring down. Into the soul. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here, Jay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so that that's that's minute 20 of Bowfinger. Uh <laughs> Actually, before we get into the, let's do some plugs. We haven't done any plugs all week. Uh, so, oh, yeah, so yeah. if you've enjoyed the madness of this week, uh, you can hear Mark and I over on Conair, the podcast, where we go through Conair scene by scene. We've broken, uh, broken Conair up into 40 chapters. Uh, at the time of recording, we're a little over halfway through. Uh, so oh. we're having a wonderful time. Uh, yeah. we, we broke it up into too many chapters, but we're still having a fun time doing it. <laughs> uh, and prior to this, we've done all three, yes, three Deep Blue Sea films. We started with Deep Blue Sea, uh, which was had 33 DVD chapters. We ended up doing 35 episodes on Deep Blue Sea. And we then thought, hold it, let's just do Deep Blue Sea 2 and 3 as well. Fortunately, there are only 10, 11 chapters for Deep Blue Sea 2 and 3. So we've done those. Uh, Deep Blue Sea 3, a great film. Deep Blue Sea 2, we like it more than we did at the start. Uh, mm-hmm. fun, there's fun things we had in both two and three. We'd recommend them both. Uh, and the, the key to liking a film more is to talk about it for 11 consecutive weeks. Uh, it turns out. I adore Deep Blue Sea 2 now. But go back to listen to the first few episodes of Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, and you hated it. Yeah, I'll never <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> uh, like, there's combinations where, like, ah, oh, that film makes me sad. <laughs> and then we dedicated 10 I'm... episodes to it. I think I had more fun talking about Deep Blue Sea 2 than Deep Blue Sea 3, because Deep Blue Sea 3 is just a good film. Yeah, whereas 2 whereas, is like, there's baby sharks ro- ro- roaming around an underwater base. There's a guy getting decapitated. A and guy going full limitless. There's a, there's a guy, yes. <laughs> you, can see the, you can see the Matrix by taking a pill. Uh, it's it's <laughs> a wonderful film. There's a guy gets bit in half, halfway up a ladder, but it, by baby sharks. It must have taken ages to do. And he just kept climbing. Anyway, ridiculous film, wonderful film. We covered it over on Deep, and now we're doing uh, Deep Blue Sea adjacent films, uh, one episode per film, uh, uh, which are films directed by Rainy Harlan or featuring sharks or aquatic action. And we're doing like Deep Blue Deep Blue scenes as well, where a, a film will have a a one particular scene that's like Deep Blue Sea adjacent. For example, uh, the Gremlins kitchen fight, uh, Star Wars episode one, Phantom Menace. Uh, uh, the always the scene and uh, Harry Potter uh, and the, for, the fourth one with the lake scene, the, the, the guy turns into a shark. That kind of stuff. Kitchen fights. Yes. So we're having a wonderful time over on TBC the podcast and Conair the podcast. But Mark, do you have any other plugs outside of those? No, just thank you for listening, y'all. This was a good time. I hope you stuck with us all week. Well, then I'll plug movies, films, and flicks for you. <laughs> oh yeah, movies, films, and flicks podcast. Movies, films, and FLIX. It's a good podcast. Number one in Belgium. It is a very good podcast. I've done, I've done it several times. We talk about. Yep. Uh, we just, need to get back on for Twister. We do. Yeah. Any random film, basically, we talk about on movies, films, and flicks. Uh, the less known, the better. Uh, always always a great time. And you can hear me uh, once a month over on the Lambcast, the official podcast for the large association of movie blogs, uh, where I host movie trivia for Lampity. So if you're listening to this and thinking, "Hey, I have a movie blog, a podcast, and..." No movie trivia, then come and join the lamb and you can take part. It's always a fun time. And I have a personal site, which is lifeversusfilm.com. Lifeversusfilm.com. Uh, where stuff happens sometimes. Anyway, that'll do it for our week on Bowfinger Minute, especially Minute 20. So, listeners, you can find the Bowfinger Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, bowfingerminute.com. 
please like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Facebook at Welcome to Mindhead, the Bowfinger Minute Listeners Centre, or on Twitter at Bowfinger Minute. And as this is a Friday episode, we'll do the extra plug for there's hundreds of other Movies by Minutes podcasts available at moviesbyminutes.com. You should go there and find whoever is covering your favourite film. And if you're looking for your favourite film and find that no one is covering it minute by minute, then hey, you've just started a podcast. Congratulations. Welcome to the flock. Hey. Uh, the the singer for the intro music to the show is Mr. Math. You can He's available on Spotify. And uh, new people are taking over next week. I believe next week is actually Movie Rob from Movie Rob Minute, where he's currently doing When Harry Met Sally Minute by Minute, after I've been a guest on his show many times, as has Mark. Cameron uh, Die Hard, Great Escape. Uh, you're in safe hands next week. He's going to have you a lot of facts and trivia for you, I'm sure. But as for our tenure on both finger minutes, I've been Jake Lewitt. I'm Mark. Keep it together, Hoffmeyer. And in the meantime... Keep it together. 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 I couldn't do it. Keep it together. 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 Keep it. I can't. I can't do it in two seconds. Thank y'all. Keep it together. 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 Yes, that was more than two seconds. Keep it together, children. I hope that we. I'll see you again Cause there's always One more